my mate tells me constantly. Um, and we've actually, we've talked about starting a podcast just to hear these stories. You better fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Rock. ready? Everybody? I'm ready, yeah. Let's All go. Right. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. Ooh. We've got a very special guest today, a very funny comedian, producer extraordinaire. Danny Giles is here. Hey. Hey. And friend. And, and friend. Friend of the friend show. Friend first. Yeah. yeah. First and foremost, friend. Absolutely. I'm actually. Oh, shit. Sorry. I should probably put my phone on silent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to be like, I, I, thought oh, you were about to be like, I gotta take a call. <laughs> <laughs> and then you disappear for an hour. <laughs> fucking producer and rock out with his phone on fucking <laughs> My um, best friends. Hold on. I'm gonna take a call. <laughs> Hold on. Someone better than me. Op just wanted to talk to me about this international. Hold on. There's another podcast. He just off mic. Nah, just some fucking podcast. Bunch of losers. Uh, I liked that intro, Jamie. You got that down pat. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's did you used to read too. off it? Like when you did <laughs> no, it? Yeah, no, between zero between the first this... and the eightieth episode, yeah. I think Jamie was like still struggling. Well, also, I had like three beers before I came here, so Drew was hawk-eyed on me the whole time, being like, "Is he going to slip up?" And I knew I had to perform. I had oh. to rise to the <laughs> yeah. occasion. I will say, I will say, the interesting thing that I've noticed so far is, and I'm like, I'm wondering if you guys are at the stage of the Beatles where you've been working together too long, because <laughs> since I've walked in, you have not said a thing to each other. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Complete silence. I was like, oh, okay. The Beatles, the yeah. Beatles without the fame part. <laughs> sort of made it understandable. Hey, it's coming, baby. It's coming. Reuniting. The Beatles community notice board. That's yeah, what's yeah. happening. Reuniting on a top of a building only for people to be like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Jump, <laughs> jump, you fucks. I just watched, I just watched, I was, I was watching the, yeah, I probably up the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I really liked it. I don't know if have you guys seen it. I've seen like the, isn't it like fifteen? Oh hours? my god. Okay, so, so this is so funny because I was, um, I've been doing a bit of work with uh, Gary Eck, who's you know yep. like a comedian, very funny comedian, but he's a f- filmmaker as well. Yep. So I'm always wanting to kind of like geek out in movies with him and stuff. And he called me, and I was like, oh hey man, sorry, I was just, um, I was just watching. Um, Get back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, what do you, what, what do you think of it?" And I was like, "Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I f- look, I fell asleep." And he just goes, "Yeah, it's boring as batshit, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a little like I saw everyone like this is the most amazing. Yeah, thing. everybody like, was pushing me, being like, "It's so incredible." I reckon it's- I was two hours in, like, surely it gets better <laughs> soon. Like two hours in is like just. I, I think it's it's really. If you're a Beatles fan mm. and if you're like obsessed with that music, it's like what a fucking gift to just be a like fly on the wall of them just making this. And music. Just imagine in 25 years there will be a 15 hour community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be this episode, yeah, yeah, hunched over the road, being like, "That's not it." Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Not, yeah. It. <laughs> not talking to each other. Yeah, 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 as yeah. long as it takes McCartney to like riff out "Let It Be" or whatever <laughs> it is, it's true. Trying to riff out a joke on this. He's like trying to get, get there, hour, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it is good. I I, yeah. I did like it, but after an hour, I was like, okay, I get it. It's yeah. just more of this. I don't yeah. understand how he couldn't have edited. Like it's like he's like, no, nah, I can't cut any of this. You know, it's like fifteen hours. Like, dude, what yeah. do you mean? Did just someone bet you you couldn't? I, make I it did before? like that they didn't like there wasn't narration or you yeah. know it was yeah. he was just text and then like here you go here yeah. it is. Some yeah. parts are just literally. I feel like they just left the film running. Yeah, and they're just <laughs> someone sitting there on a chair. But anyway, yeah. we digress. Yeah. yeah, what are we talking? We're about, talking boys? King's Cross Part Three, baby. Yeah, we're the so excited. The capper of the trilogy. The trilogy. Because we think we did like a little bit of modern King's Cross, but definitely the last two apps were focused on sort of a lot of the past. Yep. And then I think, Danny, we wanted to get you on for King's Cross because you mm. didn't grow up there as much, but you sort of came of age there, did you not? I did, yeah. 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 As in, a, in the a, clubs. and. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was a nightclub DJ from 18 to like... 18. 22 or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot f- of chutzpah for Man, an 18 year old. The first time I walked into a club was to DJ. Dude. I'd never, Damn. yeah, I didn't go clubbing or anything. Right. Like, me and my friends were. You had no idea what they played there. You're like playing <laughs> fucking like, <laughs> The Offspring or something. <laughs> <laughs> in a house bar. It's like, yeah. crazy frog. This works. Got my one CD. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love original prankster when it's midnight. Well, me and like a bunch of uh, school friends, like, we were really into electronic music and stuff. And a friend of ours had started DJing. Um, and then, yeah, me and my mate 
like formed a little duo and like started making so music together and wow. DJing. What so. was your DJ name? Oh, I knew, you know, it's funny. I knew this question was going to be the most up. important question. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the story before I tell you the Please. name? Yeah. 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 So the story is, is me and him, uh, we went to high school together and he, every time somebody would have like a party, like throw a party for a birthday or whatever, he would burn a CD and bring it to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I used to be like, guys, it's okay. The hero of the party's here. Mm-hmm. So we called ourselves heroes of the party. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that though. <laughs> Without the story though, it's a fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I'm 18. I walk in and say, hey, I'm the hero of the party. Everyone else pay me yeah. to listen to yeah. my yeah. sound. If you're in Candy's apartment every time, you're like, but... Okay, we can't say our name just yeah. yet, but there we, we burn CDs. And oh like, no, no, we lent into it. We had fucking masks and fucking shirts. Oh, you had masks. Oh yeah, yeah. COVID safe masks. Because <laughs> <laughs> like around that time uh, when we started was um, uh, Daft Punk had just done a live 07. Yeah, yep. so they'd done that world tour, and Australia was the fastest selling concert that they'd done in any Daft Punk show. Mm. So people were super into it. And there was just this surge of everybody like starting DJing. Yep. And um, a lot of people like felt like they had to have a gimmick. So yeah. I remember there were DJs called like the black tie DJs. There were these <laughs> DJs who are actually really good. Um, they're actually still DJs now. One, one guy's called Benson and they had a duo called Brain Matters and they dressed up as surgeons. Damn. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a lot of That's DJs fun. felt like you had to have sort of a gimmick Fuck. and almost be your own little like brand because otherwise you just in the corner. You're just the yeah, guy. you're just yeah. in the corner. Could and be anyone. That's yeah, crazy yeah. because me, Alex, and Drew had a DJ threesome called Getting Brain Matters. And <laughs> 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 what did we wear, Jamie? <laughs> 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 you got to fill, you fill the rest of that. Yeah, it was really dorky, but it was kind of it was interesting though because it kind of worked as well. People yeah. would remember you. Like, so what sort of hat did you have? What hat? Didn't you say you had a mask? No, so it was like a little band. band oh, bandita. okay, right. Yeah, so it was just like a Zorro. Uh, like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and sometimes we wouldn't even like wear a, like a Here's the Party shirt. It was sometimes we'd just go whatever outfit, we like, you know, whatever clothes we were wearing and just put on the mask. Just have the Zorro mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that, that could have been such a worse name and costume story looking back at like 10 years ago, whatever you thought was cool. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you 100%. could be going back and be like, all right, okay. Oh, man, I'm already like. <laughs> all right, listen, we're in blackface, but uh, it wasn't a big deal at the time. So let me just yeah. Well, that was the first duo, but. Me, <laughs> me and my DJ buddy, Woody and Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our first name is yeah, actually really? <laughs> we, were, we were, yeah. Our first name was actually Heroes of the National Socialist Party. <laughs> well, he had a bandana on her arm, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were very, very politically active. Fuck. So we, straight away, were you like, all right, we're the coolest dudes in the world, 18, DJing? No, not really. Like, it was, what year it was quite scary. This would have been 2008. Okay. Oh, this yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. when all my friends went to these places all the time. And yeah. I, I stay at home and watch One Tree Hill, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, it was it was actually quite intimidating. Like it was quite it was quite scary. Cause look, for me, I I again I'd never been like the first time literally going clubbing was to DJ. So I I the whole experience was like I think I went to the stain when I turned eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe once or twice. But that's not even really that's not like a nightclub. No like, way. Especially oh, like right. a it's Candy's a pub, apartment right. underground fucking until yeah. six AM nightclub. Um and so you know, late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did you hook the DJ gig up when you're that young? Yeah, so so what happened was, so he he we called ourselves heroes of the party. We threw a, we threw a party and ran it like and just invited a bunch of people because we were like let's play in front of our friends and stuff. So we yep. just had like a house party, and then um, he sort of came up to, with the idea of like why don't we lean into it and actually like wear these masks? And then we made these mixtapes called Heroes and Villains, and it was like two CDs and we like mixtapes and. We put so much work into it. Like we had to burn the CDs and sit there and do it. And then um, we just went around and like gave them out to clubs and stuff. And the one that, uh, like the one place that was giving gigs out to new DJs was Candy's Apartment. Mm -hmm. Because it was run by this company. And it was was really funny. I was talking to my friend about it last night. It was almost like a weird like pyramid scheme that they ran. Because... (laughs) They figured out they were just yeah, they like... Yeah, sell Tupperware after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just figured out they could get the DJs to be the promoters. Do you know what right. I mean? So, like, back in the day, yeah. they'd, you know, they'd hire a bunch of promoters and then book a, couple, a bunch of DJs. Yep. And then they just figured, why don't we just, like, at, at the promise of gigs... You know, be like, hey, bring, sell these tickets and bring your friends. It's a bring, it's, bring a show. It's like a bring a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, never, it was never that, like... Um, 
you know, it was never that black and white of like, you have to bring these people. You'd yep. always get the gig yep. and you'd want to schmooze and bring more people because then you're like, well, if I bring more people, maybe I'll get a better slot and like all of this yeah, kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. And it was really funny because um, I remember like what they used to do was they used to overbook and just book so many DJs. And then we'd get there to the night, and then they'd be like, "Oh, it's a bit quiet, so we're just gonna we're just gonna close that room." And all of you guys that thought you were having gig, uh, oh, doing a gig, no. but it was really fun. I was talking to my friend last night. He reminded me there was there was a night that was around at home nightclub, and there these two big DJs. One of them still around, Kissy Sellout and Hijack. They're both from the UK. I know Kissy Sellout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he was he's probably he was huge back then. He's probably way more like massive now. Um, and they flew them out, and um, we had we were booked on the bill, <laughs> forty five minutes set. Our duo and another duo, yeah, like back to back. So it was like, well, were we gonna play like one song each? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like a forty-five minute set with four people. Like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. So it was um, just so you could bring enough people in, and then yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was an interesting, like it was an interesting way to do it. But Take, that was because uh, yeah. I've never, I've, I've never in my life went nightclub in there. I moved here in twenty seventeen. Mm. I went to Kings Cross once. Where and you Went from? to a strip club, Queen Bian. Oh right, yeah, and right. um. And so my, I went to like King's Cross, it would have been 2008 and mm-hmm. like, and that was my one experience of like, this is what King's Cross is, all mm. the fucking scary bounces all trying to get you in yeah. the strip clubs and I was like, man, this is cool. And then we just went back to the hostel. So take me through like, what are the big nightclubs there during mm. that time? Mm. Yeah. So, so we started at Candy's um, and when we were there, it was like the cross at that time was fucking every club was lying down the road, mm. like, like literally lying down the fucking road. And I, I, I remember very specifically as well, like people begging promoters to get in, like people, you know what I mean? It was people really mm. wanted to get in or if they didn't, Oh, you know, I just missed it. It's just sold out. And they're like, please, you know, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, but candies was, was when we started, it was really fucking big. And um, the people that were playing there are actually really big DJs now. So there was a guy there called Chris Emerson. His DJ name was Elmo is dead. He's what so not. Yeah. yeah. So he. Yeah. So that's what so not. So he started. He was basically headlining. <laughs> just the two blankest faces when you're like, "That's what so not," and they're just like, "Oh, you don't know who that is?" No. 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 no, no. I've heard that. You, like, like, he's on Triple J. Like he's played Coachella. Like right, he's a okay, big, yeah. big Aussie DJ. Yeah. Um, but do you know who Hayden James is? Not a clue. Okay. Again, you know who Hayden James. Is. <laughs> I don't know Hayden James, but I know like because like anyone who's fr- watching who knows electronic music, like my friends are like, I know who Pennywise. I wish. If you don't know electronic music, you're not going to know. I wish I'd known your name and like asked my friends about it because my friends used to go to Candies and Mm. like Hugo's and World Bar like every weekend. So they'd be like, fucking what's so not playing Caspian? Yeah, yeah. I know Caspian. I was like, wait, I was like, wait till 2022 when some 41 comes back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm I'm waiting for. They used to like, and I think this was part of, part of it rises they used to put a poster out every week for for not even not even like a special monthly event it was every week there was a poster out with the djs that were playing right so and then so they could give that to the djs to go plug it on facebook and like Mm -hmm. oh come dj like we probably got to had a lot of people hating us because we were like come watch this dj like every fucking time we had a gig um but to answer your question before so there was uh, World Bar was obviously yep. always there, yep. and that was that was always huge. There was one next to on the other side called La Panic, which I don't know what it, that's that restaurant now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, that yeah. restaurant now. So that was a club called La Panic, which was quite. Wasn't that big. is it Hugo's around there? Hugo's, Hugo's was, was across. across the road. Oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Hugo's was across the road. That again was huge as well. Mm. Um, Soho was um, around the corner, like behind all the strip clubs. I don't know if you guys remember Soho. I mean, it rings a bell. I don't even know if I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, just talking to the three biggest dorks. On the <laughs> <laughs> well, I also didn't grow up in yeah, Sydney, yeah. so when I went out to Kings Cross, well, I would, I would, my my mate who You're went to uni to here. Bing. No, no, no. My mate who went to uni here, he would go. Let's go. Like we're going to these places. He would just take us around, and yeah. so uh, you'd go to these nightclubs, but you wouldn't really remember that because wouldn't know what they were called or where they... You'd probably have gone to World Bar a bunch of times because like, of, of the teapots. I guarantee I've been to some yeah. of those places. Mm. I just would not remember their names because, like I said, I'm not like, let's go to fucking World Bar. My mate be like, come on, we're going to this next place yeah. now. For sure. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, the people that did go to these clubs were so into the fucking culture. Mm. Like, they knew the DJ's names. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and, and, not, and I don't mean just us or the people that were on. Like, they would fly out these, like, mid-tier level, you know, so Kissy Sellout wasn't, like, he was big, but he wasn't that 
big. You'd have to be in the scene. I mean, you guys probably don't even know who he is, but you at least do. I know, know the name. Yeah. Um, you have yeah, to I'm be cool. in the scene to kind but of know. But it wasn't like f- Fat Boy Slim or something. Exactly. Someone. Yeah, that's that, that's that's my point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, got one, Drewy. There we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> we got a reference now. on. Okay. <laughs> 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 my dad just loved that song. <laughs> 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 it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't like Moby. But <laughs> <laughs> no, never. It was, was these sort of mid-tier guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was these mid-tier guys that if you, you know, if you were into that music and into the, uh, they used to have blogs and stuff where they post people's music. And right. Yeah. That, that's kind of how you, how you do And it. would like at that level, was it more about, were they, were they like that person because of their music was different than someone else or are they all fucking effectively the same and it's just more just like they're a big name and it's more of a, a lot of them thing. would be producing music. So a lot of them would be like, you know, there's like a remix that they did that got big, that got on some Ministry of Sound right, mix okay. or something like that. And they'd be like, oh yeah, fucking, you know. Usually it's it's interesting because like a lot of the times, like I can remember when D-Cup and Yolanda Be Cool, uh, they did We No Speak Americano. And it was like, that's, they just, that one song, mm. just fucking, they were touring I like around that, yeah. the fucking world. I've seen the in-between this one- movie. That's yeah. How yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally we connect. <laughs> um, that's the big, that's the big dream of the DJ. Just get just one, one, just get that one, one pop, remix. that one song or remix or song that just, it, you know, it just is in the stratosphere, yeah. played on the radio, all of that kind of shit. And then you just like, bang, you're touring. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's the same now because there's way more. It feels like way more music and way more of those hits. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, I, the I don't know. Of sound as a CD probably doesn't matter as much because everyone has Spotify and all that feeding. Yeah. For sure. But, but even algorithms. just, you know, I couldn't even tell you like, I just remember that era being like the song that you keep hearing all the time. Yep. It just feels like that that doesn't happen as much now because no. it's just there's so much fucking music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it, the whole like scope of it's definitely changed. Did um, you ever get recognised as being heroes of the party? Sometimes, or, or did yeah. The mask save you. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. So, no, Danny's going down to Coles and yeah. his mask. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, I'm just getting something. I got a set later, but I, I'm head to toe on community notice board. <laughs> but it's the opposite, right? Because I'm down there without my mask and no one's recognised me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, come on, start working the self serve checkout. Uh, no, like, like, beep, beep, like beep, beep, beep. sometimes, but it wasn't like a thing of like we were in fucking. That's very funny. Just like that, you went two, and he's like, a slow burn. That was off, and I'm gonna get three more beans. <laughs> I was just feeling the music. I was feeling the music. Um, no, but it wasn't, it was never like, it was somebody that saw us at a club the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like we were in fucking Queensland of like, Whoa! you know, yeah, it wasn't anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It's just, that was the, it was like a community. Like it was. Yeah. Did you ever you know, run into um, Setmo? Oh, that name sounds familiar. It's two guys. One of them's name is Stuart Turner because he used to be a bartender at Epping RSL when I worked there. And everyone, he was like, yeah, I'm a producer. And I was like, yeah, good luck, mate. Mm. And now I think he's like one of the biggest names in like independent dance music in Australia. Oh, dude. I, funny story. When I uh, was working at like I was had a casual job at Vodafone mm. and I was like kind of DJing at the same time. We were, we were actually at a residency at the Ivanhoe in Manly on Ooh. like a Friday or Saturday night. And um, a guy that I worked with was like, sitting there, he's going, oh yeah, my mate's a DJ. And I'm like a big fuck. We're going, oh yeah, it's nice. Good luck to him. What's his DJ name? He goes, ah, Flume. Just before Flume started yeah. making music. Yeah. And now he's like, <laughs> Benny doesn't wear a fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the famous um, ass eater, right? Flume? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a video of him eating ass. Yeah, my, my mate had uh, my mate had the guy who. I you ever do that? Standard question. No, it's a standard community question. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up in uh, yeah. Wollongong, right? Got, you ever eat ass? You famous for it? Yeah. That's what the whole pod is built building yeah, up yeah, to. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's all you guys actually care yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Looking at so, each other, going, "Not yet, not yet." Yeah. Yeah. George <laughs> Pedophile, yeah. <laughs> I've never had to answer this question. <laughs> uh, um, so, um, what were we talking about? Flume. Uh, yeah, sorry. My mate, so um, my mate, uh, I'll I keep saying my mate, is James, is the guy I used to DJ yep. with. So, James, um, he uh, he's still DJs now. Like, he's a full time uh, DJ. He's, still he's, just, he's just off the mask. No, party he's dropped the mask. He's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he makes music and stuff. He's, he's really good. Um, and uh, he uh, did a gig with with Flume, 
And um, somebody told him, somebody I think who booked it was like, yeah, yeah, it's Flume's birthday. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, okay. And then Flume comes up, comes up and he's like, happy birthday, man. Flume was like, okay. So to this day, he was oh, like, was, he, was it his birthday or was he just being a fuckwit? Like, <laughs> man, if you're listening, Flume, please, right in. If you can remove your mouth from dad ass for five <laughs> seconds. Um, you must have surely crossed paths with former community notice board guest Andrew Levins. I I know the name Levens. I actually, uh, it's funny. I, when I was looking at your, like, you know, because I I listen to this podcast occasionally. I do. Um, And I I saw that you had Levens on and I was like, fuck, because he, I think, had a remix or two that was quite big um, that we probably would have played. Yeah, right, right. There was like a lot of, you know, how, how it sort of worked was they had these DJ blogs that, you know, people posted music on and there was a thing called Hype Hype M, Hype Machine, and that was kind I of a search. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like a search kind of like like the Google but for music, right, right? Uh, for, for this like underground electronic music. So if there was like a remix or whatever, he would have had a couple of tracks on there for sure. I, I do remember the name Levens. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure I maybe even have music, some of his music on my computer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do yeah. you, because um, you must have, because like obviously we've, we know you've been doing comedy, right? Mm. Daddy does a lot of stand-up. And, like, it's the funniest thing about doing <laughs> comedy is to sit there and uh, talk about some of the craziest humans that turn up and do stand-up comedy. Was mm. there any crazy DJs? Oh, mate, yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. Yeah, um, so, look, uh, yeah, look, as, as like, apart from, you know, there was, like, the guys that started, like, obviously, I know you guys don't know, but, what you know, What's or Not was a guy there, and then the other guy was Hayden James, who he's, you know, he just won a fucking Grammy. Um, Fuck. Oh, and yeah. he and him and um, Andrew Rose, they had this duo called Hey Now, and they were they were playing when we were there. And there was this other guy. Um, <clears throat> so, you guys may have even like heard of him, right, or, or or seen him. So there was a guy. His DJ name was Smoking Joe McCall, and his whole thing was like he was kind of like a wrestling persona, right? <laughs> this is what I mean. Like every that DJ, really? <laughs> every DJ like had some sort of gimmick or yeah. some sort of thing, um, or most of them did anyway. Um, and he had a big afro and he wore like a sports bandana and he was like, like I'm the king of the world, like I'm the I'm the greatest. He he was kind of um kind of personated himself over like Ric Flair. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. yeah, 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 that yeah. that that kind of deal. Anyway, um he one of the things he did was he actually uh for a hot second he'd had the world record for longest DJ set. They did it at King's Cross, they ran a big event for it. I think it was like three days or something. <sighs> then like a week later, um somebody just was like, Oh, I could do it. you know, yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. you know, if you're gonna have a world record, you'll have it for like two minutes yep. before some other one comes on. Anyway Except for mine, world's smallest penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on oh, to that yeah. one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to Guinness tomorrow. <laughs> so I don't know what that I don't know if he just that lack of sleep did something to him, but he then just lent in and became a massive, massive conspiracy theorist and, oh, and started, yes. started this thing called the new world order or something. And like, uh, which is Brother, that's wrestling. a wrestling uh, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, um, I'm going to start a counter-culture yeah. movement. It's called the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and I might I might be butchering New World. It's, it was something like yeah. that. It was some type of revolution thing. Anyway, I don't know if you guys remember this, but years years ago, I was trying. I was thinking about this this morning. I was trying to remember what it was, but it was... Um, do you guys remember there was an Anzac Day dawn service? Mm-hmm. Somebody... And, and I'm sure this has happened before, but this particular one, for some reason, it got a lot of media attention. Somebody was screaming and yelling uh, during the dawn service, oh, during wow. the minute yeah. silence, and they didn't stop. And they had to be, like, carried away. Right. And then he ended up going to court, and he, like, said all of this. Anyway, that was him. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, what was and, he screaming about? He's trying for a new world record. <laughs> <laughs> Non-stop screaming during the dawn. Come see me at World Bar. <laughs> no, he stopped DJing. He stopped ah. DJing. Um, I think. I think it was about you know protest protesting right. that whole thing. The he's very. He's very. Like, anti- get he's very anti-government. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. You just yeah, see yeah. conspiracy in everything. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yeah. doing yeah. the. Yeah. You know, he's literally. I'm friends like, with Amanda on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to bleep that name. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, we can, but it's very funny. Uh, Oh, there you go, man. So, like, but I guess you just went straight in, and then there wasn't like an open mic of DJs where people were like, was it? Was it? I guess it'd be pretty hard to hang out unless you were actually. You've got four minutes to do. No, yeah, yeah. funnily, Funnily enough, there is now, which I found, which I find really strange. But they have this like open deck 
um, policy where you can kind of sign up and they'll, and I think that's like another, that is weird. let's get people to bring, you know what I mean? That's yeah, like, we won't do promoting yeah, and we'll get yeah, people yeah. to bring their friends. Like yeah. it's a, it's a smart way to do yeah. it. If you're running. So when you see night. it's organized by a D to one. Who can this be? By the way, buy your DJ gear directly from me. Yeah. Oh. I mean, should we talk about that? The DJ school? Cause that's, yeah. did you know about that? Like, was uh, that in the scene where people like avoid this motherfucker? Well, I know that. No, no, the, no. I, because the thing was, was we we did a DJing course as well. Because the, the difference, I think, with DJing and comedy, like obviously all of us know, like you don't do a fucking comedy course, you just mm, go yeah, do yeah, comedy. Yeah. But with DJing, there's a lot of yeah, technical, technical. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of shit that <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah. course actually isn't you don't go, the worst on, idea. You yeah. went to air conditioner school. <laughs> 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 you are just go and figure it out. It's there, like, it is, it's, it's, it's much. It's way more technical. It's then. way more technical. It's yeah. funny, I've been... Uh, I've, I've taught recently my friend Mel how to how to DJ because she she fucking loves music and she was interested and she was like we did like maybe two or three lessons and she was just getting the shits and I was and she used to make fun of me all the time like oh you're just pushing buttons and I was I just uh, big smile on my face like yeah it's not just fucking easy is it look how many buttons are yeah. on you know what I mean? like, yeah, there's one big button and it was like all right lesson one what, what do you want to reckon the button I always say it's easy to do it's hard to do well. So yeah, it's like, yeah. it's easy. Anyone can, if you can count to four, you can do it. But like, if you want to be like creative and sound good, it's, you gotta, yeah. you gotta put them. You might, you might know about this. Cause if we circle back to Mr. D1, there was a, there was a, <laughs> oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Well, there was a, cause you were mentioning like the hype machine and stuff, but there was hmm. a forum called in the mix. That was like, yeah, a, yeah. That electronic was a, music forum. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, they had an office in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And his name is littered in forum posts. About, D1. Yeah. yeah no if, fucking way. I'm not sure if you could still see it, but like I found some archive stuff a couple it of years ago. It wasn't D1 either. It was whatever name that he used yeah, to run because the he was doing right the, right he didn't go d1 no, no, no okay. he's doing well, a dj yeah. course and it's like every po- every post is like man the worst dj course ever like he tells you you have to buy decks and they come from him and then you go there and they're clearly from the 1970s and when you question it he goes this is how djs dj yeah, and he's like, well. you can't, you can't be too technical. Like, you got to have these two <laughs> tables. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of people being like, yeah, he took my money and ran. And like, wow, like, a I, lot of, a I'd, lot I'd only like, I'd only heard of. I was in comedy by the time Dante came into mm. my, you know what I mean? And then I saw and heard that he'd done a DJ school. I never looked into it, but I was like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Well, I did a cruise. Yeah, like wow. A, it was a PO cruise where you could learn to DJ. Oh, he, oh, oh on, the yeah, on the cruise? On the cruise? That's a weird. The pressure's on. That's a weird weekend workshop, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? On a fucking cruise on a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So Do you then like, DJ on the cruise? And there's such a bad I, I use know, of being on the like, sea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just stare at the the funniest thing is, like, the website at the time, I think I found on the Wayback Machine has. I love how much of a deep dive you guys I don't blame you. It's like, man, like, I actually know all about DJing. Like, I came up. With Grandmaster Flash, who's like, oh yeah, 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 and he was like, in and fact, he met Prince, and, and he was like, yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah. here's a picture of us, and it's the size of like a five cent piece, and <laughs> yeah. it's just two blurs, and you're like, this could be fucking anyone. It's just him holding a five cent piece. <laughs> 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 like, See, that's my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met the Queen as well. That's my first time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I did. I I don't know. You won't know him, but you used to do. But I, in Newcastle, there's a, a famous DJ. Not. Infamous DJ called Clint. DJ Clint Dog. Clint Dog. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, dude. There was some, there was some fucking characters in there for sure. This yeah, guy yeah, was like, guy, but he, um, he actually uh, the one of the big nightclubs in Newcastle was Frostbite, mm. and Fanny's was across the road, and they were like pretty close, and so it was like a bit of a one-two thing. And so anyway, it was a big deal, like yeah. in Newcastle, to be the DJ of Frostbite, and he was the DJ for like six years, and obviously that went to his head, and then he sort of, he's just crazy. He's He's um he, he, he tried to make music like but he would rap so he was a oh, rapper wow. okay. so he and he would rap about Newcastle oh, about great. like suburbs yeah. like yeah, yeah like it was like straight out of Compton but it was straight out of Charlestown and, oh wow and it, and he had a film he's got a film clip with him driving <laughs> up around Newcastle in a Hyundai XL. and I'm not kidding it's not ironic it's a hundred percent like I'm a I'm a cool like he just loved. Um, oh, yeah, fuck, uh, West Coast. Oh, dude, for yeah, sure. It's so great. funny. West Coast, like, rap, he loved it. So, anyway, he paid this guy, Cocaine, spelled with a K, who's, like, in the Snoop Dogg realm of, like, affiliates or whatever. He mm. was a producer, and he must have produced a track for Snoop Dogg, but he must have paid this guy. I don't know how much he would have to pay, but he that guy produced an entire album for, D, for, Clint, for Clint Dogg. So, Clint Dogg was a DJ, but he also, he got this other guy to produce his music, and he would rap on it. Yeah. And he still, to this day, tries to sell it on Facebook to everyone. It's like, this is one of the best 
rap albums of all time. And he sort of got, he went, he, d- he didn't go off the deep end like conspiracy theories. He just became more, it just became more pathetic to be like that when you're not like eight, even at 18, that's a bit weird. Yeah. To be trying to be a rapper and stuff. But when you're like 45, it's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah, 100%. And so apparently at, at the, but at the like 10 year reunion of Frostbites, and not reunion, like the 10 year, uh, some sort of party they held, um, that it was like, you know, some, all the greats of, Frostbites over the years or whatever. I think maybe it was shutting down or whatever, and he didn't get invited. Oh no! And he went out the Clint. front. He went out the front of he- the party with a bullhorn, and, <laughs> and, he, and he held out. It was like and honking the horn, oh, like why am I not invited? <laughs> <laughs> I it's just, dude, he's a tragic figure. Just but it's just the L. I know, man. He's like, he's a bit of a. Bit of a weed. I've talked about him before, but he's just. I mean, I remember he's threatened us before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. I think he's threatened uh, us this, because is this, is this he is he in the law of community? We, we talked a little about bit. Him. We I have, think, right. Alex, episode one, I think we went in that deep dive. First episode, you might have told that exact same story, and he's like, "I did not go out there with a bullhorn. No, no, he's oh, just angry. I, no, no, I, no. I saw this on your guys' social <laughs> yeah, media. I saw no, this on you're right. Instagram. No, yeah. he said I didn't go out with a bullhorn on the night of the party. I went the week before when they announced the lineup. And, um, yeah, well, that's how you get the punters to know. Like, but he's, he's oh, also wants to come on this pod a lot. And yeah, like, and I think Why don't you up. get it? He should have sat with him. He's actually got some crook opinions. He's very. Right, if you go right. and follow him on Twitter, he's got. He's just the worst yeah. dude. So I have no sympathy for him. But he's um he's just a total like open mic comedian who's instead done DJ. Yeah, you find fifty of them in. You know, Michael, but it's just so funny. I was like, oh, even in the DJ world, they're these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They fly yeah. Around. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. There was a lot of um, like, and and a lot of people in there take it so fucking seriously mm, and take mm. themselves so seriously. Like we were always a bit silly and a bit like, yeah. you know, like even we, we were it's supposed to be a party. It's yeah. Be fun <laughs> lunch, to really. wrap the master yeah. and be like, actually, we're very serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't well, the whole thing was a motherfucker. Bit, <laughs> it was a bit kind of stupid, yeah. you know. Um, and and we just. We just fucking loved music. We just loved doing it. Yeah. Like it was so, it's so much fun. Was and there, it's got was, such a, such a, like, it's so cringy to say that you do it. It's like, like I feel like it's a bad word now, DJing, oh, but it's just like. We have to say we do a podcast. You know, embarrassing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, that, so, but yeah. they're both like, I feel like being an Aussie rapper is one of the ones who's like, man, you better be better the be best good. fucking Aussie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But DJ, yeah. I think it's like, there's a lot of bad examples of, Cringe DJ, and there's a lot of like, oh, you're just a good DJ. Good like, yeah, same with podcasts, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah. Was there anyone who was rocking a like a, an outfit where everybody in the scene was like, the fuck is this? Like, this is the worst. Yeah, um, some guy. The thi- okay, well, the like thing a, was the, the thing cash was, cow though, outfit from the thi- <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the thing was about the outfits and about the thing is, it's like if. It didn't. If they were fucking like Brain Matters was so good at yeah. DJing, and they were so good at making music. And then another example of guys that used to dress up in fucking silly shit is Bang Gang. Um, I don't oh, know if you yeah. guys know the Bang I, Gang I, DJs. I've heard that, so yeah. there was Ajax like started that. Oh, I know with Dangerous Dan and yeah, uh, he's he's passed away now. He got oh, really? hit by a truck. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When he was very young, yeah, it's really sad. Um, but yeah, so like they used to fucking and and even um art versus science when they were DJ, yeah, like they put yeah. on sailor outfits and shit. Yeah. Like yeah, so That's I think cool. it was kind of like, no matter how stupid or ironic it was, if you got up and you actually were good, yeah, people, yeah. you know, like it actually all of a sudden became totally. But yeah. also it's like hot down there. So you like turning up and you're four weeks into your you know stint wearing a big sumo costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think this through. A guy, a guy in a full Donald Duck it, outfit yeah. looking at Danny with just a mask <laughs> on. Like, <laughs> Danny's wearing Speedos and a mask. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, um, like the, I'm, I'm sure though. Like Daft Punk wore those helmets. That, surely they, they must that have been fans. There, there, there are guys now who they, their whole thing is they're a tribute act to Daft Punk and they wear the whole well, Daft Punk Dead Mouse shit. had the big mouse yeah. thing on it yeah. marshmallow yeah yeah it literally it was Daft Punk on. that started it and yeah. then everybody was just like we gotta got, have a thing they've got ventilation in them for sure because I think they're for like sure. they're like electronic things yeah 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 well, I mean it's it's just interesting because it's like I I just remember so clearly the amount of people that came on and just had a, some sort of a thing or gimmick and I, I guess it's like I guess it's like like no one remembers 
you know, the comedians, you know, like if we go and do stand-up, not yeah, to be like, yeah. oh, that was my favourite one. Oh, yeah, totally. But I think with DJing, it's a bit like, you kind of felt like you had to have a brand because yeah. then it was like, that kind of added to the fun of it, of like, yeah. oh, there's those guys that, you know what I mean? It kind yeah. of made you recognisable and then you could get gigs I've, otherwise. I've, I've added nightclub and I go all the time and the two DJs are up there in like surgeon outfits going crazy. Oh, that's cool, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. some part of the... Yeah, mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, no and the cool thing is, like, no one questions. Like, people are just like, oh, cool. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, but we would also, like, the other, going back to saying, like, did people ever know us? The other reason is because, like, every gig we would fucking belt out mixtapes. So that was, like, another reason why sometimes people would be like, oh, it's you, you know, you're yeah, the other yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to remember them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I got something that I want to mention because I think this is, like, right up Drew's alley as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this is about uh, Dream Girls, the, um, the strip club, one of the famous strip clubs. Yeah, so I know. Like yeah, yeah. In 2015, obviously, there were like these uh, massive drug busts uh, of showgirls, uh, Badabing, and Dreamgirls. They were all raided. Yeah, and they were I all given this. closure yeah. orders because they found out there was like intention to like supply cocaine on like a mass scale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they had to basically, Dreamgirls, the one I'm focusing on, it had to like surrender its license and it was put up for sale. And Dreamgirls was run by this guy named Michael Amante who is the son of a King's Cross kingpin called Frank Ashtray Amante. Oh, and yeah. so Love that. That's this a guy, name. Yeah, yeah. So he was like an old school <laughs> strip club guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wore he, an ashtray on his head every time he walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he was DJing <laughs> his little heart out. <laughs> um, but so this guy, Michael Amante, his son, he was facing... Sorry, that just hit me there. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the echo of Danny's laugh. I don't know why I'm delayed. <laughs> We are dialing Danny from Las Vegas. So yeah, this guy, uh, Michael Monte, this guy's son, he was facing like a life ban from the New South Wales Independent Liquor and Gaming Authority. Mm. So he basically decided, like staring down the barrel of this ban, he decided to pull a Drew and like represent himself oh, by writing yeah. the ILGA a personal letter in attempt to like clear his name and tell the board a little bit about himself and try to defend himself and to explain his criminal history, which sounds terrible, but but is nowhere near as bad as it sounds. Oh, man. So here's, here's the good stuff. So Amante, he has multiple drink driving charges from 20 years ago. Oh, who, uh, who one, of them, one of them quite a high range, and he goes... Uh, his quote is, the one in 2002 goes with a string of charges, and the only reason I lied to the police about my identity was because I had a good job at Qantas, which I was afraid of losing. <laughs> and then uh, Amante spent a couple of months He wasn't behind... drink-driving a plane, was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his previous name was Muhammad Atta. And, uh, <laughs> um, I, so this guy also, he spent a couple of months in prison in 2011, and he was convicted of firing a firearm in or near a public place and possessing an unauthorized firearm. His explanation for that was, it was an air rifle, not an AK-47. Oh, I shot my wife in the backside with it from two meters away while she was wearing jeans, and all she did was go, ah! <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, most, yeah, this you is, kill this, someone, I might go, ah. But it's, it's really funny because hearing this, I'm like, this all does add up for, to the guy that goes, I'll represent myself, it'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, 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 it'll yeah, be yeah. fine. No, I'm fine, fine. I've got nothing that I hide. <laughs> it's just an air rifle. So, yeah. yeah. My so, wife in the ass. Show it, show it, show it. Yeah. Yeah. Pull, pull, it pull it down, pull show it. Down. Put on your best jeans, huh? <laughs> so he's yeah, I'll show you he's, he's got the rifle. <laughs> I'll show you right now. Go on, watch the guy. So the unauthorized firearm that he used, it was shot in the window of a Korean barbecue restaurant in Potts Point. Oh. And he, his quote is, if you really want to know the truth, it wasn't even me who shot the damn thing off my veranda accidentally into the toilet window of a Korean barbecue restaurant that was adjacent to my block of flats in Potts Point. <laughs> it was a girlfriend's of my wife's who wanted to have a go. Nevertheless, I took the blame and spent 55 days over Christmas and New Year's and my son's birthday in Silverwater Correctional <laughs> Centre. Oh, I, I love that he put it in. I love that he put those details in. Well, you're gonna... I spent 55 days. <laughs> I miss Christmas okay. and New Year's. Australia Day. <laughs> you're going to love this final detail. Okay. After Silverwater Correctional Centre, in brackets, he put maximum security. <laughs> <laughs> Amante admits later in the letter that his club had a pretty poor record of breaching liquor licensing laws, including one night where he quotes, four girls forgot to put their undies back on after finishing their stage show. And then he said, I'm not sure what led to the intel that we were some big cocaine supplying club that required 45 armed SWAT-like police officers to raid the club on the 19th of December, but we weren't. 
Perhaps me getting caught with 8.6 grams of cocaine on November triggered something, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking I, I literally, like, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but it's, fuck it. It was years ago. But, like, I, just the, the guys that booked candies and stuff like this like this isn't surprise this this was yes. the cross like, yeah this is yeah, what it was yeah, yeah. when they would book these mid-tier uh level guys out so i one of the one of the guys like when he wasn't big was steve aoki yeah. and like boys noise and stuff and i remember them sitting like in the meeting room and being like okay cool yep so you guys all know what you're doing yep and then just one of the promoters turning and being like hey now um seriously we've got to talk about where we're going to get the coke for Steve Aoki cuz last time it was bad coke so we just got to make sure like and they're like literally wow. in a business meeting being like wow. yeah like it was oh, so shit. yeah and like, you're just in there with a mask on yeah, 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 yeah. And a wire. never took the mask off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it like cuz did you see a lot of like you know the John Ibrahim style like bad dudes around where you're like oh that, you know like that famous King's Cross you know I, I wouldn't say mafia but whatever you want to call it uh, of that organized one crime. thing that I remember really very clearly um, and again because because I knew I, w- I was coming on to talk about this so I spoke to my mate on the phone because I was just like do you remember anything and he was like I don't really remember that but he also didn't pay attention and he he had been clubbing before so he was less scared than me i was like out there going like oh what the fuck but one thing i remember very clearly is every weekend um i don't know if they were bikies or who they were they were definitely had something to do and and i remember we were out with another dj and they're like oh that's the bikies there was a cafe called the tropicana cafe yep and out the front there were like chairs like on the street and they would sit there every weekend They'll just be sitting there, like smoking, you know, like having a drink or whatever, and just sitting there, like discussing business. And I remember the spookiest thing was like, if a fight broke out across the street or whatever, they wouldn't even look. Like they wouldn't wow. even. They'd just be sitting there, like continuing their conversation. That was where one thing I remember seeing and just Man, be like, "What right. the fuck?" Yeah. Like, just, That's like, creepy. You know, like they were the kings of the castle, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. peasants were over there. Yeah. I just I remember that very clearly. Like, yeah, and and it was the same. It was the same like group of people. Like it was like that's a great like a movie scene if you're making yeah. the King's Cross movie. The guys are sitting there. And brawl breaks out behind you and don't they didn't care they didn't give a that's fuck crazy. Yeah, yeah they didn't care so like that was but 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 as but apart from that like that was you know we never saw not not in those clubs it was definitely happening yeah like all of that shit was happening and it, it, it it's funny because i remember you know the thing that kind of like completely massacred the sydney nightlife was the the lockout laws yeah. but and do you remember yeah do you remember i, I, I got some research on the lockout laws. yes Ooh. well Ooh. i mean i i'd now. stopped i'd stopped djing by then but yep. one thing i will say is there was definitely violence every weekend. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. With, with, without a doubt. And and not saying that the lockout laws were the right solution. Yeah. But without a doubt, every fucking weekend, every time we'd leave or every time we'd arrive, somebody was getting their fucking head kicked in on the street. Yep. There were cops everywhere. Like, it was just so normal. Anywhere there's that much alcohol and that many people, there's going to be violence. 100%. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, it, and I remember at, at first it scared me. And then after a while, like, I was just like, oh, yeah. you know, like, you just yeah. don't, you just don't care anymore. You're just like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, should, I, uh, like, I should, by the way, reveal that Michael Amante's letter to the ILGA it fake did, no, it did, it no, it did no. not. It did not help. He got banned for life. Yeah, I love that letter though so much. I mean, the lockouts. Yeah, everyone sort of knows the story. But if anyone's listening who doesn't, I guess maybe if they were too young, I remember the names. Yeah, Kieran Loveridge, Thomas Kelly. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That I'll was never the, forget those So names. that was the big one. That mm. was in 2012. Yeah. And my when I was researching this, I don't know why, but my memory thought I thought it was a lot earlier. It was actually 2014 when yeah. they came in. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so Kieran Loveridge. Absolute douchebag. Thomas Kelly, it's like one of his, I think his first night out in Sydney or something. He was 21. I think he was 18. Was he 18? I think he was 21, okay. Uh, he might have been 21. I, actually, mm. you're, I think you're right. And the, He wasn't the, from Sydney. The next kid was. They came in from. The, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, people forget, I don't know if you know this, but do you remember Andrew Fafita wore. Yeah. Yeah, so Andrew Fafita, the football player. Oh, yeah. New, new leverage from like. Footy. Junior, he was a junior footy, footy. Yeah. Right, And he, right. he wore this band that said. It was FKL, FKL. For Free Kieran Loveridge. Well, that's what it's FKL. Well, Everyone's like, does that say because f- Free Kieran Loveridge? Yeah, yeah well, sorry, you've got. He got fined ten thousand dollars for it, and literally the NRL. Who fined him? The NRL. The, the NRL. Oh, wow. And they li- they were like, <laughs> the officials were like, "Hey, does that stand for Free Kieran Loveridge?" Yeah. And he was like, "No." And they're like, "What does it stand for?" And he okay. was like, 
I don't know. <laughs> like, he Shit. didn't even offer an alternative <laughs> explanation. Dude, fuck, kill love. Yeah. 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 Come, on, come up with anything. Free ketamine life. Yeah. Yeah. Free Kuala Lumpur. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, my Malaysian. Vote for which one was the funniest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew do one? I don't know. Yeah. If he <laughs> Prosecute here at Lovering. But he, he and his friends, I think they started, they, they got a case of, Smirnoff Ice Double Blacks, which bad I mean, idea. Oh. They, and they they drank oh, it up in Quakers Hill. Uh, this is Kieran Lovett. This is Lovett. Yeah, so yeah. he um and and apparently like what a tough guy move getting double Ice Smirnoff. Of course, Quakers Hill as well though. A couple of hours later, him and his mates went to Darling Harbour where they went to Cargo Bar. Mm. Ooh, so this is I've just the there. like the douche bang. It's yeah, just, it's yeah, getting yeah, douchier yeah. and douchier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just kept he he bashed five people that night. Yeah, and he oh. kept saying tried to meet a girl. No one was interested. He, oh, I'm angry. Yeah, yeah, and he kept saying to people like, "Oh, I'm just going to bash something." Apparently, I saw something and I couldn't verify it, but apparently, one of the people he tried to fight was David Norfoluma, like the football player. Oh wow! And he must have known from footy, and then just tried to punch on with just tried to punch on with him, and then stopped and was like, "Oh, sorry, man." Mm. And then he kept saying to his friend, "Oh, I'm just going to bash someone tonight." Mm. And literally, fucking poor Thomas Kelly gets out of a cab. Yeah, and two seconds later, he's dead on the he's well, dead, not, yeah. yeah he's, in a, in a hit his head, yeah, which he, is the, that, yeah. that's why it was so shocking. That one was, was huge. They didn't get into a, a the fucking thing, sparring match. He just hit him from the side. I of mean, the kid, was he was a skinny, small. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Kieran Loveridge is a big fucking. Yeah, footy, he was a footy player. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Prop yeah. Uh, um, and I don't know if this has come up in your research, but like the thing that I do remember, and it, I mean, the same sort of happened now, where those five kids, you know, were killed in the mm. car accident, mm. and a week later, and luckily no one. Died, but five kids again were in hospital. Mm. The same thing at, uh, when that happened, because I'm, you know, I'm at Channel Seven at the moment, so I'm very close to the news. Mm. And when that happened, I, the first thing I said was like, "This is the fucking lockout laws." Because what happened was Thomas Kelly, yep. like that happened. Then like a week later, something else happened again. Right. Yeah, well, in the space of like a couple of weeks, it, I remember there were a couple more incidents. There was a, bu- a bunch at that time. Yeah. The, the next one that sparked it was there a stabbing. No, well, there was another one punch. Knockout. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't Two die. years later. No, this guy did die. Okay. Two years later, 2014. So, and it was right when they were just sentencing Kieran Loveridge. Okay. So and maybe my, maybe I'm getting. Around the same time. Yeah, you yeah, might yeah, be yeah. thinking of this one. Yeah. Um, and it's this, this, again, a young kid, 18, Daniel Christie, f- celebrating New Year's Eve. I remember this. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And what happened was he walked, he, he again, he just got out of the taxi and there's mm. this fucking douchebag. Stop t- catching taxis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're a death trap. Scared. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Uber driver will protect yeah. you. Yeah. So he, this is the, the direct quote from the article here that I that I had was um, so this guy, Sean McNeil, he's 27. So it says, McNeil had been drinking all day oh, yeah. and mm. was walking along with his girlfriend when three teenagers who were not with Christy approached him offering to sell him cocaine or ecstasy. According to McNeil, he refused and the youths made a disparaging comment about his girlfriend. Mm. Uh, According to the drug dealers, McNeil demanded they give him drugs. Uh, Whatever the cause, a fight began. The teenagers were no match for McNeil, a bodybuilder and self-described mixed martial arts (laughs) practitioner. You don't want to be self-described. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm going to call myself. This business card. So this is what happened, right? The, The three kids... And they'll probably fucking mucking around like, yeah. oh, do you want to buy some ecstasy? Like yeah, just stirring yeah, yeah. someone up, and he just went nuts. And so and karate kid the on. three kids ran behind Daniel Christie and his brother, who had just gotten out of this taxi, and um, and Christie, like to his credit, like that's a good guy. This dude comes up to him and goes, "Man, why are you hitting kids?" And McNeil responded, "I'm an MMA fighter." Ah, uh, okay. Like, like Christy was going to go, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, we'll carry oh, on. Sorry, carry on, I'm sir. so sorry. Keep on, on interrupt yeah. the professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jeez. yeah, the, the lockout. And then what, they just whacked him. Is that He that? punched him. and like from, I'm an MMA fighter, bang. Punched him right in the face. Oh, yeah. what a, I should add 15 and, sorry, years He died, did he? Yeah. Daniel Christy. And that was the thing that got him over the line. And it is interesting. Like They're controversial, obviously. They've been basically redacted now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and there's a lot of, I guess, repealed. There's a lot of controversy around the reasoning and what they, yeah, what they had to benefit. Because also, like, like, they've taken, they've, uh, Re-undone it, as Jamie would say. What's well, that? no, but redacted, redacted just means they're putting like I know, black marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You up but what's 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 left of the cross now? That's yeah. right. So yeah. it was yeah. like, okay, yeah. now like you know they put the laws in, 
10, 10 years of all the clubs going under, selling them, and now they're instead of having like 10 clubs in square kilometre and now there's three. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, now we can... Yeah, and it's it's definitely... It's interesting talking to my mate about it because, you know, he still DJs and stuff like that. And it's it's interesting hearing kind of what that's done to the to the culture. And one, one of the things... And I, I, I will say I'm only speaking on behalf of like the clubs he plays at mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of clubs that are different. But like one of the things that he's noticed is like the, you know, before what I was explaining with the cross, how it's like they're begging the promoters being like, you know, please let me in. What he sees now is like he gets like he cops a lot of abuse and a lot of like shit and he'll grab the security guard and be like, D- like kick this guy out. like he's yeah. like a, And they just won't want to because oh, the power really is back in the patrons. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, I think it's getting a bit better now because everything seems to be picking up. Yeah. But when COVID, like when, when like post COVID and even post lockout laws, like that was, there was a real, yeah. you know, you could get away with whatever I mean, the fuck you wanted because yeah, they were your, like, your mate please stay, to, please stay and keep drinking. You know? still, your yeah. mate needs to change his name from DJ Kieran Loveridge though because I feel like <laughs> <laughs> Probably sending people the wrong way. <laughs> Maybe I should change it to FKL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah the, from, well, from what I've seen, because these are obviously still controversial and some people say, like, th- they obviously worked in that they dropped fans in that one specific area because nobody fucking went there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's all this stuff like, oh, it spread to Newtown and mm. that. And I th- the numbers I read, and again, the, the big conspiracy theory with it is... Oh, of course you're not going to fucking touch the casino, the, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. hallowed casino yep. yeah. where violence did like the violence um, rate rose massively straight yeah. after the lockouts dropped there. Cause nobody was fucking there anymore. But then I found um, there was like a study that came out this year from Sydney uni where apparently CBD at least mm. was like violence just stayed the same level after lockouts, even though there were lockouts there just cause foot traffic, generally stay the same yeah. and the foot traffic in king's cross people attribute it to the lockouts which came in in 2014 but it had, foot traffic had already dropped 60 percent between 2010 and 2012 because just pure simple fact that king's cross is gentrified yeah old people bought fucking houses there right. yeah, yeah so yeah, it was yeah. like yeah it yeah. probably would have died anyway just right. from the natural yeah fact I, of, yeah of gentrification just not as like sharp not as sharp i mean also like all of the strip clubs are gone like there's yeah, one yeah. i think one left and i don't think that's going to be around much longer no, like God, yeah no, yeah i feel like, like i mean you walk around there i i used to on my lunch break i'd go for a walk go to the strip club <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my girl three years. Half an hour yeah. to kill. Whoa, Drew! It's Monday, bro. Fucking chill. What are you having for lunch today, Focaccia? I'm having a $19 bourbon and coke <laughs> and some tin tins. $30 cover charge. Yeah. They're mopping in there. And fucking Drew's here. He walks in. You guys open there? I think so. Drew sees a mopping and goes, "You're gonna need a bigger mop, buddy." Oh, Can sorry I about that one over there, there. everyone. Yeah. Uh, I remember that stain over there. Um, oh, uh, it's just, it, but it's old people. Like mm. you go to King Cross now, it's just full of old people. It's just, yeah. It's probably they probably didn't need to have so many nightclubs so close to each other. But the way that they just went from that to like bang done. But yeah, but uh, but just, I mean, on that man, like the the thing about it was was each nightclub had its own different sort of thing it had mm. its own different sort of crowd yeah. of people um like it definitely didn't need it but they I mean you kind of it was like, booming like the, the oh, money yeah. that would have been being made back then yeah, totally. would have just been so huge like do, I, I just do, like do you, where has it moved uh, obviously Newtown's more popular than I guess it was then people mm. go to the Marley bar or whatever but it's not taking that much traffic away no I just think like I don't not to speak for young Oxford people. Street right is it Ox- just there is Oxford some on Oxford home venue. Home but do you reckon twenty-year-olds are, are like, let's go to nightclubs, or are they like, let's go to a pub that stays until four? No, they, this, well, they yeah, this, to, this like, is this is what um, it, uh, this is what I was having a chat to my mate about because what's really hard is like, obviously coming from the experience of being in that environment, and then sometimes occasionally going to his gigs just to, to grab a beer with him or whatever, and and, and kind of I've, I've got limited vision of the whole grand scope of things and I can't tell if And you bring the mask in your back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case he asks. I've got it now. (laughs) I don't know if you guys are gonna need some music (laughs) (laughs) Fucking um I uh I don't I can't tell if it's I'm just getting older or if a, a big part of the culture has changed. Yeah. Um but one thing I can say is something that my mate tells me constantly 
Um, and we've actually we've talked about starting a podcast just to hear these stories. You better fucking not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy's gonna write a letter. We're suing you for defamation. It was a monopoly, you guys. <laughs> you guys come in and fucking like yeah. trample shit. Anyone who ever talks about any experience they've had in yeah, the past, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they go on another pond door. We're like, yeah. we're calling the lawyers. You know? <laughs> but 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 because. The things that he like, what he what he comes across now, which we never came across. Like, sure, we came across people who were drunk and like fucking abusive sometimes, whatever. But he will have kids like eighteen, nineteen, coming up and uh, with USBs, being like, "Can I jump on?" Oh man, Ugh. yeah, like Ugh. yeah, man. Of course, that's how it works. You know, yeah, there's yeah. not a booking I'll process or anything. It's just, and every time he tells me, I'm like, "Fuck off." He's like, "I swear to God," and, and it's the story gets weirder and crazier every time of just people just being so entitled. And the other thing as Fuck well is hell. like the the way people request, like he'll get a group of young kids come up and be like, "You need to play this song because we have to record this TikTok." He's like, yeah. oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I was going to ask earlier about, because that's the cliche, is like the... You can't or, approach the DJ with exactly. requests. Exactly, it's like the, a wedding the request guy. Can. I mean, look, right. he, that at a... Yeah, you he, can't at a wedding, you can't just be playing electronic music. No, no, no. We no, no. <laughs> like to dance to a song. And he loves weddings, especially yeah. if he... Like, he'll he'll do private yeah, functions yeah, at weddings yeah, and he yeah. loves it because if they're like, this is all the music you play, you'll be like, so, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> my job's done. I yeah, don't have yeah. to think about it. Yeah. If anyone comes up and says they don't like it, sorry, this is what they pay me to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of annoying. I mean, for him is like... For him, I understand. I don't. I don't really DJ much. Like I DJ occasionally, like if there's a party or whatever. Like, but um, it is annoying because it's kind of like yeah, you've planned something. Yeah, and you just kind of like it's when somebody comes up and requests. It's like it, there's so a lack of awareness of what's happening in the space. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I want to hear this song. Yeah, it's the- like there are there's a room full of people, and we have to kind of yeah. Control the vibe of this room right now, and if we and you can if you play the wrong thing, the dance floor is gone like that. Oh. Like it's and then you're mm, fucked. Yeah. And we, that's happened before as well. Like play this. I actually <laughs> years ago, like before I became like a nightclub DJ, I was like this DJ for a company called Moby Disc, and um, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and it was like two like literal CD players, and they would be like doing weddings and functions and work Christmas parties. And I remember I did a work Christmas party, and this guy came up and he goes, "Hey." That's the big boss. Whatever he requests, you have to play. And I was like, okay. I had a dance floor going. Everybody was having a good time. And then the guy comes up and goes, can you play Hotel California? Now, I didn't know what Hotel California was at the time. And I was like, okay. And I played it and I was like, can't believe Alex was the big boss at this (laughs) (laughs) point. I don't know, fucking Fallout Boy or some other horseshit. Fallout Boy would have gone off, brother. Yeah. I played it and I was like, this is sounding a bit slow. And then I just brought it up and then just. Sounding a bit everyone, slow. everyone just sat down oh. and everybody was looking at me like, why would you play this? Like, oh, they told me I had to. Mum was a big boss still sitting there smoking cigars. Oh, yeah. Looking back at. Definitely not dancing. Oh, I was going to ask, in the club space when you're the heroes of the party, yeah. do you remember a specific worst song ever that was requested? Um, or a bomb? Or do you remember bombing? Like a bomb set? Oh yeah, we yeah. had plenty of those. We, dude, we had when we I had, played Aki Break Your Heart forty five times. I mean, it's it's an interesting though because like yeah, you, if you in terms of like a bomb set, you can always get them back. Like it's like comedy, it, yeah. and it's, I guess it's different because we're not with comedy. We're on stage five, ten, twenty minutes. With DJing, you're usually playing for like three to five hours. Yeah. Right? yeah. Sometimes an hour and a half. Like Candies would book you like an hour and a half. But I, but what I mean is like if you lose them, you can you can get them back. Like yep. you can fucking try shit and get them back. Um. But uh, in terms of weird requests, no. But dude, there, there were gigs that we did where I remember we did a gig at the DYRSL and we were like, <laughs> this has got to be. We've done comedy there. Yeah. yeah. Jamie have a great at DYRSL. Yeah, me and yeah. Alex did comedy. Tell the there. story. No, we've this? told oh, it on the pop before. That's terrible. Well, well oh, it's a fun story, but yeah, it's a, it's a they, classic there was a shot five of, people. Yeah, uh, the guy bought Alex a shot of... Alex did a bit about soy milk, and the guy went to the bar and bought Alex a shot of soy milk. <laughs> <laughs> there was eight people. It was yeah. a fun gig. But I remember like, that. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. told this on the pod before, but yeah, yeah we did, we did this gig. But but that was like in a weird little like nook. It looked like a library. And that was like RSLs. Like they have to spend their money, right? Like because they're... 
technically mm. meant to be non-for-profit. Yes. And, one of the, and it, because they have pokies, they have to provide entertainment as well. So one of the things they were like, well, let's do like summer sessions and we'll get DJs. And there was just... It was just us DJing for like three hours to just no one. Oh. Like there was just no one yeah. there. Sometimes and occasionally we'd have people like walk in and be like, what's happening here? Let's not go in here. Sometimes you see that. I think it's fucking awkward as fuck. It's yeah. probably worse for like a, um, I've seen like acoustic guitar. Like yeah. Singing. I've seen like a, yeah. a chick at a, like recently went to lunch with my family up in the Hunter Valley and there was some RSLE pub thing and there was like a little area and she was just sitting there playing a heart out to zero human yeah. beings. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, I mean, she's getting her money. Good on Yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's stuff. rough. And I, I think the great thing, like he does it on his own, but I think like the thing that 100% made it a million times better was the fact that we did it together. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The fact that we were there. So any weird shitty gig or interaction we had, we were fucking there with each other, like you know, I yes. I can't like doing. I've done some gigs by myself, and it's it's a lot harder. Like it's like you, it. you're, you're there on your own. Alone. People are looking you, at you. Yeah. You're, you're not really communicating with people. Mm. You can see people talking about you. Like it's it's oh. weird. Yeah, oh. it's you doing all the yeah. moves as well. That did it where you're like. Oh, 100%, dude. Yeah. I actually do, I actually run a course, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you came up with Dante Dwight. <laughs> I work for Dante. Just for <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, you can't help but get into it. I, I mean, I fucking love music. You know, I've yeah. got a fucking prodigy tattoo and a Chemical Brothers tattoo. Like, I'm fucking, I Sick. love electronic music. I love dancing and being, like, that's just, yeah. Do Chemical you go Brothers, anymore? Just like one. not going to meet your mates, I love just prodigy. going out to. Not clubbing. Not but clubbing. if like, if either, if. The prodigy of the Chemical Brothers going out. I'm fucking you, you, there, yeah, or the yeah, Avalanche. Yeah. You're not, you're not you having know. a night out just for that. No, 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 really no. What if uh, off the back of this, someone was like, "We need to bring Heroes of the Party back for one million dollars." Would you take it? Well, I'll tell you what I do. I'd go. It's not COVID safe. If you don't think I've been waiting for that question for years, yeah, I mean, I mean, he still DJs. He yeah. still plays. Yeah. So if he was ever like, let's get the band back together, DIY ourselves booked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd play with him again, but he's he's doing he's doing great on his own. Awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah, you, yeah. you are you worried that he'd be like. I don't need you, Danny. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. What's his What's his DJ Monica now? Uh, Dollar Bear, Dollar which is Bear, funny. Is Dollar Bear's a pokey. <laughs> that's why he named it. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorites. That's the one he always used to win on. Damn, yeah. you should be where's the gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, and that's he's, a, he's great. He's had like, and that's like he's had a lot of. There's there's a video on his Instagram of like um, a DJ playing this huge fucking festival, playing his remix. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was this was the in, the fucking amazing thing about the internet was like um, we we used to like we started making music together as well, and we just do these like remixes and edits and stuff like that. And there was a remix that we made that was just it was a lot of just cutting and sampling and moving shit around and making it sound a little bit whatever. Um, but a DJ reached out to us who we knew and was like he was like touring the world, and he was just like he reached out and he was like, hey, I just walked into a club in Sweden and they're playing your remix. Fuck yeah. yeah. It was cool. Yeah, and like, awesome. you, they, but it's not like, you know, we don't get any money from it, but it's just yeah. cool. It's oh, just like the, cloud the internet alone. is like, yeah, a hundred percent because that was the whole thing. And the culture of it was you, DJs were looking for weird, obscure, different stuff to play that no one had heard of. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like it was, it was, oh, people man. weren't just wanting to play like, you know, they were like wanting, if they, if it was something they hadn't heard, they'd be yeah. like, Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. I think instead of our normal, Last questions we should ask because we normally ask if, if you know, when you're in the suburb, what do you do morning, afternoon, night? Mm. If you're DJing at night, what are you open with? What are you hitting in the middle of that? And what are you closing with? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Can I tell one quick story as yeah. well? Just on the yes. opening and the. Please, yeah. yeah. The interesting thing was like with Candy's, um, you, like the set times. So, like, speaking of opening, middle, and closing and stuff, was like, would range from like, I think the earliest one, it was usually nine, but maybe it was sometimes 8.30 till 10. But the very last set, which we did once, was 4.30 a.m. till 6 a.m. Fucking hell. So what we decided to do was we were like, let's just go to bed and we'll just get up early. (laughs) (laughs) So we got up. You got your little (laughs) hat on and your candle. Dude, we were walking into the club with our morning coffee (laughs) to a sea of people just like, just munching out of their fucking admires. We were just sitting there like with a coffee. (laughs) Oh, that's so... What a energy. But we would would always, we were a bit douchey. 
douchey and just that we would always want to play some type of an intro song. Like we would Love always that. want it to, you know what I mean? It was a lot of DJs would just like mix in, and it's we the, it's the theater of it. Right? There was you a like, there was a there's a great Soul Wax remix called uh, of Fifth of Beethoven, and it's literally Beethoven and then a big fucking kick drum. So we used to incredible. that used to be our opener, sick all the time. And then um, I don't know, like whatever was was sort of big. You know, when we were DJing, the big the big tracks was like so Crooker's Day and Night. Um, mm. like like Crooker's Bloody Beetroots, yeah. like that was kind of yeah. that was the 2009. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember really, even, really I, fucking, even I know these. Names. Yeah, yeah. Rivers, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Warp. I fucking hated warp. that song so much. I had to listen to it all the time. Oh my man, stupid fucking friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Warp and um, what was it? Riverside and all of that stuff. Yeah, that was that was our era. That was our. Man, era. The, yeah. the big plaza in Queanbeyan is called Riverside Plaza. And no way. The amount of fucking Queanbeyan memes when that song came out. It's just yeah, like, Riverside, <laughs> the shitty plaza. It's a, it's a soundbite from a um, from the juice. The, it's a soundbite from a movie. Uh, I think yeah. it's um, a famous rapper that says it. I think isn't it? I have no Maybe idea. Maybe Tupac or something. No, not Tupac. No I idea. can't. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah. So and what are you closing the night out with? Angels by Robbie Williams. Um, <laughs> no, I would go. Uh, I'd go Goodbye Stranger by um, Fuck. Somebody look it up quick. Goodbye, stranger. I'll look it up. It's Man, um, I don't know. It's we'll uh, have to play it as the outro of the app. So. Yeah, 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 we're yeah, definitely. No, well, um, we should play your remix. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, stranger, or, or something. Goodbye, stranger by Supertramp. Supertramp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a classic song. Fuck yeah. Um, or 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 something that uh, that yeah, like what they often do actually in a lot of those big huge things because people were like uh, you know with Daft Punk or Chemical Brothers or whatever is like they didn't want people to go. Um, you know, encore again. Yeah, so they yeah. just play a obscure song that was so obviously, you know, like put like, a put a thing on up. the night. Yeah, yeah. Man, fuck. yeah. yeah. How do we ask the last question? Do well, we? I don't yeah. think is we this need the eating ass really question? How do we come around? <laughs> to no, the answer, the answer is yes. Put out the back, Danny eats ass. He's big fan. The girl bends over and he just pulls out the mask. It's insane that you think that I wouldn't already be wearing. Yeah, I mean, we can just wrap it right Yeah, there. let's do it, what is, but Curious, what is the last question? Usually it's when all is said and done with, like, all the money you've made in comedy, would you settle down in King's Cross? But I guess the the question would be what I just asked. Would, would, would you, you take up D, Would you DJ again with Jamesy? Like, I, look, I would DJ, I, you know, I, I do, I do to very quickly answer it, I um, I don't think I would have the stamina to, to just, when I hear the stories that he goes through and, and the fact that he does it every night, I don't think I could do it. I occasionally DJ a party once a month or once every two months at the moment. That's all I fucking need. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. beyond that, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, next yeah. question. Do you have anything you want to plug, Danny? Um, oh, I don't know. I didn't know that was going to get asked. So I didn't think shows. you guys were a help each other out kind of an no. <laughs> we'll edit this no we edit this part out <laughs> um, yeah I don't know like I'm, I'm on Instagram and um, yeah too much Danny too much Danny yeah 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 I've got you know I've got a bunch of stuff on linked through my Instagram and stuff so go follow yeah. Danny. check out Danny yeah yep. um, what have we got to say we got shirts please buy our shirts mm. for crying yes, out loud you can find them my children are stuck I want a shirt I want a shirt you yeah. can find them yeah, yeah. On, there's a, a link in our Instagram bio that takes you to the merch store I think it's the I think it's communitynoticeboard.theprintbar.com you think it is I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just Shoes fucking like click the one. Instagram yeah. bio yeah, yeah, and get yeah, there. Yeah. Like, um, you can buy shirts, uh, tote bags that are quite handsome. I like the tote uh, bags, mugs, and hoodies. It's all good shit. All we've good got quality. a we've got our logo and a Hog's Breath Cafe logo design by the incomparable Jacob Lingard, previous guest. Also, you can check us out on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and get in touch with us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We love hearing from you. Recently, we heard from a guy all the way from America who was very curious about Chopper Reed. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, the fact yeah, that you're researching Fuck him. yeah. I wish you if you all the luck out, in finding the film. If you ever remember Heroes of the Night, yeah, 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 send let us, us know. Message. If and, you ever uh, or Heroes of the Party. Heroes of the Party, of the party. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a let's do a shout out to Sam who came to the Golden yes. Valley the other day and oh, said hello yeah. to us and sat and had a beer with us. Yeah, good Sam, time. Sam was a lovely nice. dude, lovely yeah. his fiance and friend. They were very, very they nice. were very nice. They yeah. didn't listen to podcasts, so we can't. We'll edit that part. Out. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. But Sam, but does. Sam does. So uh, good on you, Sam. Awesome. And apart from that, Danny, so thanks so much. Pleasure mate. to have you. No, right. hey, thank you so much. I, I love I love service. you guys and I love this podcast. We'll get you back on for sure. All right, thanks everyone. See you later, everyone. Bye.